You are listening to A Miracle in the Making with Sarah Pinnock. A long time ago and in a land far away, I was in high school. This is the time period my children lovingly refer to as the Stone Ages. I was a very shy person. In fact, truth be known, I still am. But back in the day, I was horrible at meeting and interacting with people. Luckily for me, I had a best friend that could talk an ear off an elephant. So I would just hide behind her and pray that no one would notice. I also suffered from extremely low self-esteem. I think that's something that plagues more people than we could possibly guess. But those who suffer really don't want to admit it because that would make us vulnerable and, well, we have low self-esteem. Vulnerability is not our thing. I was afraid to let people get to know me because I was afraid of what they would think. I was afraid to be noticed because I was afraid they would just notice all of those bad things about me that I thought. I didn't think they would see anything good in me. I didn't think that I would be worthy enough for them to like me. I would watch other people around me and I would be so envious of the dumbest things. And I would say things to myself like, why can't I have a nose like she has? Or why can't I be as pretty as she is? Or why can't I have clothes like those? Or why can't I be as talented as they are? And why can't I be as charming? You can see the list just went on and on in this self-deprecating role in my head that would just list all the ways in which I was inadequate. And this went on for far too long. And to be honest, it led me down a very dark path, which we will talk about some other time. Now, years later, I happened to have this chance encounter with someone from high school. We were both struggling through something very similar in life. And we began to talk, really talk. Now, we didn't know each other very well, just enough to know the other person's name. And I find it funny how true adversity can break down some of those walls that we build up around us. It's like we gain some perspective and suddenly rejection seems very small in comparison to these other things that we're dealing with. And as we talked about our life, we eventually came to the topic of our high school experiences. And the question was asked why we didn't get to know each other back then. And I had to explain how I was super shy and I had a hard time getting to know people, especially if I thought that that person was better than me in some way. I figured I wasn't good enough and she was shocked. Apparently, I covered up my shyness and low self-esteem so well that she was actually too afraid to get to know me because all of that stuff inside me came across as being judgmental, as if I thought I was better than everybody else. She thought I wouldn't like her. See, I was jealous of how she looked. She was jealous of how I looked, etc. And I thought to myself, How dumb. We could have had a great friendship back then, but we both let our insecurities dictate our decisions. One of the biggest traps we as human beings can fall into is this trap of comparison. God did not make one person better than another. Let's let that sink in for a minute. No one and I mean no one, is less than someone else in God's eyes. 
He made us equal. He made us in His image. We are formed by the same standard. Our founding fathers were even wise enough to write this in the Declaration of Independence when they said, We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men were created equal. Now, I love the self-evident part because they're basically saying, come on, guys, it's so obvious. We shouldn't even have to explain it. It's, well, self-evident. Unfortunately, however, we are not getting the message because there is a lot of inequality in the world around us. But this, make no mistake, does not come from God. We were called to love one another regardless. We are called to help each other. And yes, sometimes this has to be in the form of tough love by laying down some boundaries. But it is love nonetheless. Love is what should motivate us in all the things that we do. Love for others. Love for God. But yes, people, it has to include love for ourselves. See, I spent years and years, and I mean it, years and years and years, just trying to prove myself to everyone around me. Not because I wanted them to think that I was better than they were, but because I wanted them to accept me and think of me as being worthy. I just wanted to belong. And so I gave and I gave and I gave until there was absolutely nothing of me left to give. I would like to clarify, though, that giving of oneself is noble. It's a godly thing to do. The problem comes when you do not allow yourself to be filled back up because you do not feel worthy enough to receive. And simply put, without receiving, there can be no giving. You will be a well-run dry. And that is what I was, a dry well. And sadly, this was not because I didn't have people around me that were willing to pour into my life, nor was it because God was somehow absent. No, this was a result of sheer and utter nonsense on my part. I did not want to receive because I did not want others to think less of me. I did not want them to see me as being weak. I did not want them to see me as being pathetic because if they saw me as weak, they would see me how I truly was, which in my mind was unworthy of anything good. Do you know how many times I didn't ask for prayer when I truly needed it or ask for help when I needed it more than I could express? There's way too many times for me to count, all because I didn't want them to think less of me. How stupid is that? I mean, honestly, it is dumb. And if I'm going to call a spade a spade, I'm just going to have to admit it was pride. Now, no one wants to think of themselves as a prideful person. If for no other reason, then we have all heard the saying that pride cometh before the fall and no one enjoys going splat. However, what I have come to realize is that this low self-esteem I was carrying around was not some form of humbleness that I could wear, but rather a form of pride. It was just the other side of the coin. 
you know, if pride were to be heads, then this low self-worth would be tails. You see what I'm getting at? We have the typical pride uh, where we want others to see how great we are and we want others to see the things that we do and we boast in our own accomplishments. But then we have the other side of the coin where we feel so bad ourselves, we just want others to see how great we are. We just want them to see our accomplishments. It's the same thing. The problem is, is that we are having the focus on us and on our worth. And we get so focused on these things. We get so focused on ourselves that we lose sight of what really matters. And when we do that, we lose our balance and splat. So let's get to the heart of the matter, which is this. You matter. God sent a part of himself, his only son, Jesus, to die a horrible death on your behalf to pay for all of the mistakes that you have made or will make, all because you matter to him. He did this also, though, for your neighbor or that coworker that gets on your last nerve because, well, we all matter to him. The gifts, though, that God has given you also matter, as do the gifts that God has given to the people around you. Although in your eye, one gift may appear to be of greater of value, I assure you it is not. Let's put it this way. If one person was to be given a diamond ring and another person was to be given a bottle of water, it would be tempting to think that the person with the ring was loved more. But then if it was to be revealed that two of them were stranded in a desert, the one with the diamond ring would suddenly look very envious upon the one holding the water. See, each person's gift has a time and a place. Just because you do not know the context yet when your gift will be used does not mean that it is any less valuable. So ask yourself this. How many times have you stepped away from doing something you were longing to do and you were called to do simply because you thought someone else could do it better? How many people would have been positively impacted because you got to know them or because you spoke up even when it was difficult? If the answer is just one, it's still worth it. Think of Matthew 18, where Jesus tells the parable of the good shepherd who leaves the 99 to go after the one. So why? Because the one matters. Even though the one was dumb and made poor decisions and wandered off where it could be attacked by wolves, the good shepherd loved it enough to go after it. Do you love God enough to do the same? Do you trust him enough to step out of your comfort zone and seek the one instead of staying comfortable amidst the other 98 sheep? Yes, you are going to make mistakes. Yes, there will be people who will reject you, but who cares? We can learn from our mistakes just as we can from our victories. And just because someone rejects you on the outside, this does not mean that you didn't plant a seed in good soil. It just may take some time for that to bloom in their lives. So for the love of God, and I mean this literally, stop comparing yourselves to others. Stop wasting time wishing to be like someone else or have a gift that someone else has. Be the person that God created you to be. And even if you are not sure who that person is yet, don't worry 
because serving God is a journey, and all of us on this journey are still discovering new things about ourselves because we are all this miracle in the making. We don't have it figured out yet, none of us do. But the thing that matters is that we put one foot in front of the other and we trust God with all that we are. Yes, you matter to God. You can make a difference in the world around you. You are valuable. Realize that. Wake up and get to work. Because whether you want to admit it right now or not, the world needs you. Now, I would love to hear some of your testimonies or even hear some of your stories about the things that you're facing so that I can join you in prayer as you move forward. If you would like to do that, you can comment on whatever platform you are hearing this, or you can email me at booking at sarahepen.org. That's S-A-R-A-H-E-P-E-N dot org. Now, remember, no matter what you're facing, God is with you. Be blessed.